Hey guys, it's Elena. Welcome back to 20 something. This is the podcast on croissants, cappuccinos, and corporate life, documenting all things pre-retirement and proving that brunettes have more fun. This is going to be a quick one, but what you're about to hear is a very carefully compiled list of the best and most underrated or underused iPhone features. Basically, I wanted to make a list of things that your phone can do that you did not know that your phone could do, or at least I didn't. Like, If you're on the same level as me, I am not a tech girl by any means. So these are things that either like I found out recently and completely shocked me when I figured out that my phone could do these, or they're ones that I heard from friends. I forced my friends as research for this episode to tell me what their biggest hacks were. I also did some let's call it desk research to supplement and got lost down like an absolutely endless rabbit hole on Reddit about this kind of stuff. But I hope that they're useful to you. These are kind of fun. I also brought up the question, like I said, when I was at drinks with my friends at RL, Ralph Lauren has been my go-to spot the other day. So we were at drinks and I made them tell me what all their most used iPhone features were to figure out what I'm missing. So I got the juice and I tried to keep these things like the list is things that I actually use or would use like because we also know that Apple has added quite a few features to the iPhone that are maybe conceptually cool but that no one actually really uses right like one that came up a lot and that one of my friends even mentioned was like the document scanning function on your camera like to be honest yeah that sounds like a pretty sophisticated function, theoretically. And it's one that I bet Apple spent hundreds of thousands, if not more, to develop and like multiple months to add that and probably thought it was going to be revolutionary, but nobody uses it. Like I promise never once in my life have I ever heard anyone say, oh, like, thank God that my phone can scan documents. Ironically, it's actually the, it's the smallest things and the weirdest like little niche hacks that are that end up being the most used and that are the biggest life hacks, like at least for me. So those are the things that I wanted to focus on. Without further ado, my gift to you, the most underrated iPhone features that it took me 23 years to discover. And not actually 23 years because I some of these were probably invented more recently, but you get the point. Like nevertheless, These things could have saved me a hell of a lot of time if I had found them earlier on. One of the first things that I only figured out and like stumbled upon by accident, uh, maybe like a month ago was instead of scrolling, okay, like, you know, when somebody wants to show you a really specific photo of like a place or like something on their camera roll, they take out their phone, they open the camera app and they spend like, (laughs) like 20 minutes aggressively scrolling, like doing the thing where you like, like speed scroll through a camera roll to try to find the photo because you know, like it was some specific date three and a half years ago that you took this photo that you want to show somebody when you're at drinks. Instead, you can literally search, you can search your camera roll. So like if you open your camera roll, there's a, there's a search function. It's on like the far right of like the bottom bar where you can literally type in like coffee or you can type in Puerto Rico and it'll, it'll pull up like photos of everything that you have taken a photo of that has that object. Instead of doing like the aggressive scrolling thing, try to find a photo. It's a huge time saver. 
so that's a that's one that like I use very frequently because I'm a photo person. So like I'm always wanting to like find some photo that I remember taking a couple of years ago, either to use in something creative or to show somebody. It's way quicker to just search for it than trying to scroll to locate things because most of us have a horrendous volume of photos on our camera roll. So that's a time saver. The second one in the same bucket as like photo and camera type related tips, you should adjust your camera settings to most compatible instead of high efficiency. So you can actually like your, your camera has settings and the default setting is actually not the most optimal if you're optimizing for like high photo quality. So go into settings, then click on camera, then click on formats and make sure it's checked to like most compatible instead of high efficiency, which is usually the default. My photographer friend Ying is actually one who showed me this. And that's the setting that she like has on her phone and uses her iPhone to take a lot of her photos that turn out beautiful. This is a little extra one. I know this isn't like an iPhone feature, but on Instagram, for those of you who use, you can also heighten the quality of like the stories and the photos that you post. Cause you know how usually like Instagram completely destroys the quality of photos when you upload them, go into your settings and then under data usage, click the toggle on upload at highest quality. The default, Instagram sets the default to have this turned off and that's why it reduces the quality of your photos and videos as you post them. So just hit that toggle, again, settings, data usage, and then hit the thing that says upload at highest quality. And it, I promise it'll save the quality of the stuff as you post it on Instagram. The next one I wanted to talk about, you guys saw this coming, is the do not disturb function. D&D is the single best feature that Apple has added to the iPhone in its history as a company. This was invented in, I researched this, this was invented in 2012. I only discovered it in 2022, I think, and I could have avoided 10 years of getting distracted by the most useless notifications, making it so much more difficult than it has to be to work in deep focus mode by not turning on D&D. This I, I love, like, I probably spend the majority of time on do not disturb just because I like, I like having the control. Like, I like me being able to pick. I like it being under my control when I want to go into my texts and read texts, when I want to be seeing notifications from whatever app. I, I don't like having notifications automatically come up on my phone just because it, I would just be making it harder for myself to focus. I would rather make it easy for myself to stay in focus mode, turn the notifications off, and then it's up to me when I want to take a break, open my phone, and check. Oh, sorry, there's like police sirens outside of my window right now. But you get the point. Like, I would rather that I have the control of like deciding when I want to take a break from work, open my phone, go in and read notifications. And I batch them too. Like, I batch my texts, I batch use of social media so that I'm not constantly being dragged out of like focus mode. So I like D&D a lot. What makes it easier is that my hesitation used to be, fuck, okay, like if I'm in D&D, what if I get a call from my boss and I miss it because it silences it? What if I get um, some kind of like emergency call from my mom or like one of my friends is in trouble and I miss it? Obviously there's the whole like calling twice. So if somebody calls twice in a row, then it will still go through if you're on D&D. But the easier solution I found is you can actually customize your D&D settings. I think it's under the notification, like nested under like the notification settings. You can customize your D&D function 
to decide what comes through and what gets blocked. My settings that I have them on right now are basically all notifications from, you know, texts, apps, social media, etc., emails are silenced, but phone calls and FaceTimes still come through. So if my boss calls me or my boyfriend calls me, I'm still going to get the notification, but all other notifications are silenced. That's the setting that I use as my default the majority of the time. And that works best for me to stay focused when I'm when I have to be. The next underused feature I had on here, um, it, most people don't know, you can screen record. If you add screen recording to your control center, like if you swipe up on your phone and you see the control center, it's the icon that looks like a little recording symbol. And if it's not already there, add it to your control center. But screen recording is fun because like, for example, as somebody who has a lot of long distance friendships, my friends are all over the world. I spend a lot of time with them on FaceTime. You can, I like screen recording during FaceTimes. Sometimes I've like captured some of my favorite moments with my friends or like, let's say you're, you're in a call and want to like sneakily capture something, or even you're watching a video and you want to capture it to your camera roll without having to save, or you, let's say you can't somehow save the video. Screen recording is a cool feature that you basically swipe up, click the record button, and then it three seconds out, it's, it records everything that's happening on the interface of your phone. So that one's fun. The next one I had on here, oh, this one's a lifesaver. Copy and pasting between MacBook and iPhone and vice versa. So if you have two Apple products, let's say you use an iPhone and you have a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air, whatever as your personal laptop, the your devices speak to each other, obviously. So like automatically, if you highlight something on your phone, let's say you highlight a line of text, if you also have your laptop open, automatically your device is going to recognize that you're working on both at the same time and whatever text you copied from your phone is can be pasted as soon if you hit control V on your laptop, it's going to recognize that you're moving from one device to the other and the text is going to be pasted from your iPhone to your MacBook. This is a lifesaver when I'm on the plane and when I'm switching between doing work on my phone and my laptop during like takeoff landing, when the flight attendant's like yelling at you to like shut off your laptop. In that situation, like iCloud does not have the connection maybe, or there's a time delay in syncing between devices. I can easily just like highlight the text that I've written on my phone, paste it into the note on my laptop in two seconds. I do the same with airdropping photos and files back and forth. Again, like if my iCloud has not had the time to sync, this is huge. Like I use this all the time. And I think that's one of the big values of the Apple ecosystem is like they speak to each other. Like your devices are so are so well integrated that that copy paste thing is actually really cool. The next one that I, this one I actually personally have not used, but I've seen people, one of my bosses, like one of my managers uses this and I've seen on social media, a lot of people use this function is you can turn your app interfaces to grayscale or to black and white. So you can basically customize your like home screen, let's say, so that when you open your home screen, all of your apps like the icons and your background and everything on your phone is in grayscale, is in black and white. So there's no color. It minimizes the amount of colors on your home screen. And the purpose of this is basically to to avoid stimulating your like dopamine sensors. So a lot of why we get satisfaction from using our phone and from clicking on apps, like you know how when sometimes you're just mindlessly opening and closing apps with, with no purpose whatsoever, like there's nothing that you actually want to do on your phone but you're wasting time like clicking on random buttons because apps are gamified. 
the colors trigger your mind to be interested in the thing. Like it's a literal addiction. We're like cats watching a game of ping pong back and forth. Like your mind is very easily manipulated. So a lot of people turn it to grayscale or black and white and actually find that they spend less time on their phone just because it's less interesting. It's less satisfying to be checking and opening apps on your phone when it's black and white grayscale. Like you're not getting a lot of mental stimulation from it. This, I think I originally, I think I heard it from Trung first time or it was part of the the kale phone and cocaine protocol by George Mack on Twitter. But that's a really interesting one. Again, I don't know too much of the psychology behind it, but I think it's a, it, it seems to be a really underused feature, even though a lot of people talk about how they consciously like want to spend less time on their phone. That's like a practical way that you can actually do it. The next one is a little health tip. I feel like most people don't know, at least from talking to my friends about this, most people don't know that the health app that's like automatically installed on your iPhone monitors your steps. So even if you don't have um, an Apple Watch, your your phone automatically monitors your steps and is generally accurate, assuming that that you're psychotic like most of us and carry your phone around with you everywhere like an emotional support animal. I, ironically, I don't use the health app for this. I use Acupedo, which is like a fitness app that you install with the sole functionality of counting your steps. The only reason I use it is I like the UI better. Like when you hit your step goal, it sends like confetti blowing everywhere across your screen. So I like that. But again, a lot of my friends did not know about the automatic tracking of your steps in your health app. I think that's an actual like healthy, productive, useful function built into the iPhone. And it makes you question like whether you really need to buy an Apple watch or not. If that's your only reason, like hopefully you use your Apple watch for more than just tracking your steps, but that's a pretty cool one. The only thing I would say about this is with tracking your steps on your phone, what I don't like is how this leads me to the result is like I carry my phone around with me more than I want to be or more than I should be. Like when I'm in the office and when I'm going to grab a coffee or something, I'll take my phone with me. Like I will pick up my phone from my desk and carry it around with me just because I want to catch the steps. Like I don't want to miss out on the steps naturally that leads to me checking my phone more often, right? Because then when I'm standing around the coffee machine, I have my phone with me. So instead of just enjoying my cup of coffee, I'll check my phone because I have it with me. Or for example, like I would love to go on more walks without my phone even physically close to me, just like leave it locked in my apartment. But I don't do that that much because as a result of like tracking my steps every day, it's almost like I've tricked my mind into somehow believing that movement isn't worth it unless it's tracked, which is stupid. Like it's the dilemma of what gets measured gets managed. So if you track your steps, it will lead to you doing more of the activity, which is good. That is what you want. But then eventually you hit a point where you don't know whether you're walking because you want to move or you're walking because you want, you know, the challenge of, I want to hit a high metric. I want to hit my step goal. It's like you, you kind of lose sight of what you're optimizing for, even if in the beginning it was like a positive intent. So that's, I guess, the caveat with using a phone, an iPhone app to track your steps instead of something like a fitness wearable. Anyway, moving on. The next one was, um, When you're taking photos, adjusting the brightness down so you can, without having to adjust the the lighting in a photo post-production, 
As you're taking a photo, click on the screen. The like yellow box, how do you say, the square, will come up. And on the side of the square, like you see the little sun, drag that downwards and it'll bring the brightness down. Drag it up and it'll bring the brightness up. I do that a lot. I think I've just been thinking about this a lot lately, even though it's a simple one, because I've been into this like dark aesthetic for photos, like really like dark lighting in photos and also in style. Like I've been wearing a lot of darker colors, like chocolate browns. I've been liking the dark lighting recently, maybe because it's winter. So that one's been top of mind. And like, because I can do that as I'm taking the photos, I don't even like, I don't edit photos after I've taken them. So I really like that function. Another one camera related is you can turn on grid mode. So again, if you're doing, if you're using your phone for photography, you can turn on the grid mode. So when you open your camera, you have like the three by three grid that helps either straighten the shot or it it can help if you're like trying to adhere to the rule of thirds because you see the breakdown. The very last one I wanted to mention that's actually probably my favorite one is location sharing with friends. So in either within find my iPhone or like in your text conversation, you can share your location with friends. This is the single thing I promise you that makes for the most entertainment in my friendships. Like my closest friends and I have our locations shared with each other. So I can go into my text conversation with any of my friends and see where they are in the city, like down to like the exact block and building. Like I know where they are. Apple location settings actually shows you pretty precisely like where someone's location is. So when my friends, like if my girlfriend says I'm on my way, I will be there in 15 minutes. I know damn well, she's still at home picking out her outfit or like it it makes for funny stories when you catch your friends places that they shouldn't be. So sometimes I like sneaking up on them. And more importantly, it also makes surprising them way easier, right? So like if I want to show up at my friend's work or home with like a coffee or flowers or to surprise her, it's a hell of a lot easier having her location. So I don't have to play 4D chess to try to figure out where she is and whether it's a good time. That I would be selective with it. Like the other use cases for safety. So let's say you're a girl in a big city. I would recommend like have at least one or two guy friends or a boyfriend who has your location just in case something happens. Um, but I generally keep it to like a pretty small circle of people. So like, I don't think more than five people in the world have my location, but the ones who do, like we have a lot of fun with it. That's all that I have for you for today. That's my list of the most underused or underrated iPhone features. Things that my phone can do that it took me 23 years to figure out. I hope you learned at least one thing like remotely interesting. And even if you didn't, tell me what yours is. Like, tell me what your most used or underrated like iPhone feature is that most people don't know about. You can help further my knowledge of technology because there are probably like a hundred of these that I don't know about or still haven't figured out. But that's all for now. I'm going to go challenge myself and take a walk without my phone. I will talk to you guys next week. Ciao. Okay, one last ask for me. One of my goals going into this year is to bring more cool people to the podcast. So if you can try really hard to think about how you first found out about 20-something, however it was, whether a friend sent you the link, whether you saw it on socials, it would help me a lot to know how you ended up here. And more importantly, if you can do 
that same thing to bring one more person to the podcast. If your friend told you about it or sent you the link to an episode, do that. If you saw it on someone's Instagram story, post a story. Whatever it is, I would love if you shared and I'm excited to grow this community because my listeners are pretty cool and I want to bring more people like you to the podcast because we're building a really cool group here. So I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.